0: So I've been working on my authorization service and it's totally sweet. It's only taken me six months to build it, just six months. I started implementing some basic RBAC library, but that wasn't enough, obviously. So I designed relationship-based fine-grained authorization for the highest security possible. And then to make it super fast, I used a GPU tower running in my mom's basement, of course, connected via optic cable to bare metal server at my local esports lounge, permissions, restrictions, and admin nailed it. Wait, 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 wait. Whatever you did sounds cool, but like there's also another option. Oh, really? Yeah, with Permit.io. Permit is the full stack authorization platform created so you never have to build permissions again. Build and manage permissions for any application with policy as code, APIs, developer-friendly SDKs, and user-facing UIs. Permit is an end-to-end authorization platform built on top of open-source policy engines. It's high-performing, gets decisions in less than 10 milliseconds, and uses a hybrid approach where config is in the cloud. But data and decisions are made locally. Not only is it intuitive, it lets you implement fully functional authorization in five minutes, not six months, and in the code base you prefer. Check out the link in the show notes or go to permit.io to learn more. That's p-e-r-m-i-t.io. Sign up for Permit, and stop rebuilding off.
1: So the first thing that I did, I built an MVP to do product discovery. So it took me six to eight weeks, and with this MVP, I validated the idea. I talked to a bunch of founders and SaaS companies, and I got a lot of, oh my God, that's so cool. I would love to use it. So once the idea was validated and we got, we, I found a design partner, we went out and we raised money. And when we close our first round, we hire the team. We throw away the MVP, so we did a second one. My name is Juan Barroso, and CTO and co-founder at Salsa.
0: This is Code Story, a podcast bringing you interviews with tech visionaries. Six months moonlighting. at the back Who share what it takes to change an industry. I don't exactly know it's what took to do. Too many next. goes to get right. Who built the teams that have their back. The company is its people. The teams help each other achieve. Most proud of our team. Keeping scalability top of mind. All that infrastructure was that. Yes, pain. we've been fighting it as we grow. Total waste of time. The stories you don't read in the headlines. It's not an easy thing to achieve, Mike. Took day. off the shelf and dusted it off and tried to begin. Derive the ups and downs of the startup life. You need to really it's want it. not just about technology. All this and more on Code Stories. I'm your host, Noah Labpart. and today, Juan Barroso is helping you launch your payroll product faster to help you grow revenue without the engineering hassle. This episode is sponsored by KiteWorks. Legacy managed file transfer tools lack proper security, putting sensitive data at risk. With KiteWorks MFT, companies can send automated or ad hoc files in a fully integrated, highly secure manner. The solution is FedRAMP moderate authorized by the Department of Defense and has been so since 2017. Step into the future of secure managed file transfer with KiteWorks. Visit kiteworks.com to get started. This episode is sponsored by ClearQuery. ClearQuery is the Analytics for Humans platform. With their full suite of features, you can go from data ingestion to automated insights seamlessly. With Ask ClearQuery, you can find valuable insights into your data using plain English. Don't miss the opportunity to simplify your data analytics with ClearQuery. Get started today at clearquery.io slash code story. Juan Barroso lives in the Bay Area but was born in Venezuela. He didn't grow up with technology around him, as his father was a farmer, and his mother was a seamstress. Neither went to university, but they made sure to push Juan to attend university and focus hard on his studies. It was during university that he fell in love with programming, but outside of tech, he likes to try new things and doesn't stick with one hobby for too long, other than traveling. Juan has been in payroll for many years, and during his tenure, he got the opportunity to build many engines and solutions for the industry. He realized that though one engine worked for one customer, others wouldn't be happy with that solution. He wondered if a payroll framework could be built to allow developers to build their own. This is a creation story of Salsa.
1: At Salsa, we build payroll infrastructure to make it easy for developers to build their own payroll products. So what we do is we serve software platform that has thousands of businesses that already rely on this platform, and this, we help this platform to build their own payroll product. When they build their own payroll product, they can sell this to their customers. We have a clear view. Today, every business is running on a software platform, and we believe that this platform will be the place where the employer will pay their workers. So to do this, what we offer are APIs, web components, and different building blocks to make possible building a payroll product without having to spend years for millions of dollars. I started working in payroll more than 10 years ago and I started building a multi-country enterprise payroll engine. At that time we helped multinational companies to have a single product to manage and pay their workforce. This company was acquired by Intuit later on and I shift gears into the small business payroll. And during this time, I was lucky to get to build a bunch of different payroll engines and really see what was scaling and what was working, really. It was very frustrating because at QuickBooks, we did horizontal payroll solution. There was always somebody that was not really happy because the solution was not built for them. So at that moment, as an engineer, I had this aha moment. What if we build payroll infrastructure and let developers build experience on top of these APIs components. So everybody can get like a tailor payroll product that really serves their needs. And that's how everything started.
0: Let's dive into the MVP then. So that first version of the product you built, how long did it take to build and what sort of tools did you use to bring it to life?
1: When I started Salsa, there was like a new category. It didn't exist. So the first thing that I did, I built an MVP to do product discovery. I use Kotlin, Spring Framework, and I wanted to use GraphQL APIs because I think they're very easy to demo and to show the functionality. So I picked DGS, which is a framework maintained by Netflix to expose GraphQL APIs. So it took me six to eight weeks. And with this MVP, I validated the idea. I talked to a bunch of founders and SaaS companies and I got a lot of, uh, oh my God, that's so cool. I would love to use it. So once the idea was validated and we, got, we I found a design partner, we went out and we raised money. And when we closed our first round, we hired the team, we threw away the MVP. So we did a second one. One of the interesting things about payroll is that the MVP is really hard because payroll is a function made of thousands of different use cases. And when you miss a few of them, it it may make it impossible to pay a worker. It was a bit hard, but we worked really hard in five, six months we were actually running our first paycheck, paying the first worker in the platform. And we basically leveraged the knowledge that I have from the first MVP. We stick with the tooling that the... Team was more proficient, which was we leverage AWS. On top of that, we use Kotlin and Spring as our framework, and then we end uh, using DGS as our GraphQL layer because we really it's very light, very easy to use. And then on top of that, we leverage React for our components and our internal tooling.
0: So with any MVP, you gotta make certain decisions and trade-offs, right, around, you know, feature cut, technological choice, which I hear you alluding to, or, you know, acceptance and feature limitation. Tell me about some of those that you had to make in the the MVP in the early days and how you coped with those decisions.
1: One of the first things that we decided very early on is that we will focus on the customer-facing APIs and experience and what it means is that there was a lot of manual work in the back office. When we launched, most of our tax operations were manual. We didn't have tooling in the back end. We had a bunch of notion tables where we track the to-dos that the platform had to do in the back end to be compliant. So we definitely, it was painful as an engineer to see all that manual work, but I think it paid off. It allowed us to focus on one thing, do that very well,
0: and then eventually we came back to those. This episode is sponsored by CashFly. The web is a competitive place, and if your site delivers its content pixelated, slow, or not at all, well, then you lose. But that's where CashFly comes in. CashFly delivers rich media content up to 159% faster than other major CDNs. Through ultra-low latency streaming, lightning-fast gaming, and optimized mobile content, the company offers a variety of benefits – for over 20 years, CashFly has held a track record for high-performing, ultra-reliable content delivery. While competitors call themselves fast or use cute animal names, only CashFly holds the record of being the fastest and serves customers like Adobe, the NFL, or Roblox, where content is created by users and must be delivered in real time. For the first time ever, Code Story listeners can get a 5 terabyte CDN for free. Yep, you heard that right, free learn more at cashfly.com slash code story that's c-a-c-h-e-f-l-y dot com slash code story this episode is sponsored by kiteworks legacy managed file transfer tools are dated and lack the security that today's remote workforce demands companies that continue relying on outdated technology put their sensitive data at risk and that's where kiteworks comes in KiteWorks MFT is absolutely the most secure MFT on the market today. It has been FedRAMP moderate authorized by the Department of Defense since 2017. Through FedRAMP, KiteWorks level of security compliance provides a fast route to CMMC compliance, saving customers time, effort, and money. KiteWorks MFT makes it easy for users to send automated or ad hoc files via fully integrated shared folders and emails. Administrators can manage policies in a unified console and create custom integrations using their API. Did we mention it's secure? The level of security with KiteWorks solution is rare to find. Step into the future of secure managed file transfer with KiteWorks. Visit kiteworks.com to get started. That's k i t e w o r k s.com. So you've got your MVP, it's working, you've made those hard decisions, you've worked through it, and now you're getting some traction. How did you progress the product and mature it from that point? And I think to wrap in a box a little bit, what I'm looking for is how you went about building your roadmap and what criteria you were using to decide, okay, this is the next most important thing to build or to address with Salsa.
1: We know payroll so well. That it was really hard to pick the right priorities. We wanted to build everything. We have so many good ideas, but we have to find a way to stagger them and pick which one will be working first. What we're actually still doing today is we do planning per quarter. Every quarter we try to focus on what we call a few big boulders. Big boulders are big features, big foundational things that will enable a set of new use cases. And then we keep some time, some, some space for iterating on existing features. So we look into these two buckets, and every quarter we try to make investment on, on this. And then we really use two things for help to help us make decisions. Our sales conversation help us to pick what are the big boulders, what are the things that the market needs the more. And existing customers give us a lot of uh, feedback around what are the existing features that need to improve? What are the next improvements that we can make on those? And that's how we work every quarter to try to get the best that we can to make customer happy.
0: So I hear you saying we. Tell me about how you built your team and what do you look for in those people to indicate that they are the winning horses to join you?
1: I mentioned that I was in payroll for over 10 years and the reality is like when I knew that Salsa had to be built, I knew who was the right team to I've been working with these people for many years. We spent so many afternoon nights drinking beers and chatting and reimagining what a new modern payroll infrastructure would look like that I knew that building Salsa had to be with these people. As soon as I raised our uh, money, I went back and I, I tried to get those people. I remember that I had a... Um, I spread with some faces that I, I thought were the first people that would be perfect to kick off Salsa. And later on, when I look back, like 90% of those faces are actually in the team, which is very exciting. So yeah, I definitely knew a team with a lot of experience, domain expertise,
0: and a lot of passion that would be the winning horses. This episode is sponsored by Cashfly. The web is a competitive place, and if your site delivers its content pixelated slow or not at all, well then you lose. But that's where CashFly comes in. CashFly delivers rich media content up to 159% faster than other major CDNs. Through ultra low latency streaming, lightning fast gaming, and optimized mobile content, the company offers a variety of benefits. For over 20 years CashFly has held a track record for high-performing ultra reliable content delivery. While competitors call themselves fast or use cute animal names, only CashFly holds the record of being the fastest and serves customers like Adobe, the NFL, or Roblox where content is created by users and must be delivered in real time. For the first time ever, CodeStory listeners can get a 5 terabyte CDN for free. Yep, you heard that right, free. Learn more at That's cachefly.com/codestory. That's c a c h e f l y.com/codestory. Hello, welcome to the Data Analytics Club. Do you know the password? No, I didn't know there was one. Do you know how to code? Uh, no. Do you know how to query data? Like, ask a question? I guess not. Hmm, I see. Then you can't be in this club. Sorry, goodbye. Don't be left out of the Analytics Club. ClearQuery is the Analytics for Humans platform. With their full suite of features, you can go from data ingestion to automated insights seamlessly. ClearQuery provides you with the information you need without requiring you to do the heavy lifting. Their Ask ClearQuery feature allows you to ask questions in plain English, helping you find relationships and connections in your data that may have previously gone unnoticed. You can even visualize your data with presentation mode, taking your data storytelling to the next level. Pricing is based on storage, not licenses, and that ensures that you get the most bang for your buck. Don't miss the opportunity to simplify data analytics, your data analytics, with ClearQuery. Get started today at clearquery.io slash Codestory. Let's flip to scalability. And this will be interesting, given the importance and kind of the cornerstone infrastructure of what you've built. Did you build this to scale efficiently from day one or, you know, at least with scale in mind? Or have you been fighting this as you grow in any sort of capacity?
1: We know that once you build a Pebble engine or some parts of this, it's really hard to scale. So I like to think on scalability in two different dimensions. One is the product having the abstraction that you need to grow into new use cases, to grow into more traffic and more transactions. And the other part is the like a pure scalability from the you know, transactional perspective, the, the cloud. So... We have been very careful with the abstraction, building in a way that we know that we're going to be able to support more use cases, new countries. And then on the other side, we are leveraging AWS. And while and we know what are the areas we're going to be scaling, when my general rule uh, rule of thumb is, I I like to be uh, one order of magnitude ahead of what we have today. I always building scalability as we go, always going ahead of where we are today in terms of traffic, customer, um, and usage. So I I guess the answer there is a bit of both. In some areas, we have been very explicit on building with the scalability in mind. In other, we have been scaling as we build.
0: So Juan, as you step out on the balcony, and you look across all that you've built, what are you most proud of?
1: I mentioned before that I've been working with this team for a long time. So I'm very proud to be able to put together such a a team. Somebody like like such a good team. And it's very humbling to have the opportunity to work with these people every day. And I'm very proud of, of the team, for sure. Probably the second thing is the product. When we started Salsa, we have this vision like we will make payroll easy to launch, easy to integrate fast to launch. We were not quite clear what, what, it, what it meant at the time, but we knew that that was the path. Today, we're in a place where we can launch, customers can launch their Payroll product in four, six weeks with one engineer. And that's very amazing. Going from zero to this was a lot of work, a lot of hypothesis, a lot of hard work. But I'm very proud that we're getting to this point when Payroll is becoming easy to integrate and Payroll is something that any developer can use.
0: Yeah, I think I'm very proud of the product too. Let's flip the script a little bit. Tell me about a mistake you made and how you and your team responded to it.
1: I think that we picked the Reactive architecture, we're using Java Reactive. I don't think that was a good decision. I think the maturity of the Java ecosystem using Reactive is not there. Now that we're using Kotlin, code routines are like perfectly fine to scale the processing. So. I think it was a mistake. And what we did was some people really got really deep, helped us build some utils to make the, to reduce the pain across the team. And now we're building towards moving out of Reactive. It's a project that we're working on, and we probably will just change the technology. We felt excited to try. On paper, it looks very good, but in practice, I don't think it was a a good decision. Maybe outside of the technical side, We started the company with organic acquisition of customers. Basically, we will just be waiting for inbound. And because we have a lot of people knocking into our door that wanted to try the product, we never really put a lot of emphasis on outbound. When you do outbound, it's way easier. You can control the quality of the customers you're getting. And that's something that we realized later on. And what we did is just switch gears and really started to be super active on outbounds and trying to get out and find our ICP, even though when we're still having people knocking our door and we, we still work with them, but we really become more active on finding the right customer for us.
0: So this will be fun. It'll be fun to hear the passion in your voice as a founder. Tell me what the future looks like for Salsa, the product, and for your team.
1: There is so much that we can do. There is so much potential. In general, we're very excited to start expanding to new countries. There are not many payroll infrastructure companies out there, and there is none that actually can be a multi-country. So I think we have the team to build that, so I'm very excited to go into that path. What I'm more excited about is to make payroll more flexible, and I really want to see innovators, builders, deciding what payroll should look like. I want to see payroll in a way that we never have seen. I'm very excited for the, the new generation of payroll applications that will change the way how workers get paid.
0: Okay, let's switch to you, Juan. Who influences the way that you work? Name a person or many persons or something you look up to and why.
1: I would probably really start my first job as a software engineer. And I joined a, a team of really passionate engineers. I was out of college, first job, and this group introduced me to XP, practices like TDD, And with this group, I learned about Martin Fowler, Ken Beck, Uncle Bob, Robert C. Martin. And I got immersed into this world of these people that the way how they talk about software really resonated to me. The way how they talk about focusing on value, reducing waste, it felt like that was the way to build software. And that was not what I was learning during the the university. So I think these people was a big uh, inflection point, and I really appreciate that. And definitely from that, some of the people that I mentioned, I think Martin Fowler came back. and All these people have so many good books and spent so many hours watching their tech talks. And I think that was a strong foundation for me that I really define how it works today.
0: Okay, Juan, last question. So you're getting on a plane and you're sitting next to a young entrepreneur who's built the next big thing. They're jazzed about it. They can't wait to show it off to the world. They can't wait to show it off to you right there on the plane. What advice do you give that person having gone down this road a bit?
1: In this journey, the high are very high and the low are very low. But I think you need to acknowledge that is part of the journey and really embrace the whole journey, the ups and the downs. At the end of the day, nothing is as bad as it looks like. Maybe the goods are not as good, but you need to enjoy every single step along the way. That's something that I will definitely tell anyone starting started the journey. There is a lot of people that tell you what to do or you read these books where everything seems to be done in one way, in the perfect way. You get obsessed with what is the right way. Just find the way that works for you. There is different ways to be successful. There's different ways to build a product. Go out, learn from others, but find your way.
0: That's fantastic advice. Well, Juan, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for telling the creation story of Salsa.
1: Thanks, Noah. Thanks for having me.
0: And this concludes another chapter of Code Story.